How is it going, ladies and gentlemen, um, from August the 1st to August 25th? You can catch myself, Duffy Connors, and Charlene Jahan at Dropkick Murphy's Bar as the ticked boxes from 6.45 to 7.45, doing the most diverse stand-up comedy show in Edinburgh, allegedly. But before then, um, my guest today is someone that I've gigged with for absolutely ages for like months now we are constantly seeing it we're constantly on the same build with each other um his name's vlad illich and i love conversations like this man um i've got to say that this is probably the most i don't want to say the most honest but this is it gets very personal and it really does get behind the curtain of what stand-up comedy on the open mic scene can actually really feel like and how it's hard and what it's actually like to progress um yeah so i hope i've sold it enough to you um yeah fuck it let's just go on with this ladies and gentlemen please welcome vlad illich Tomorrow's gonna be, yeah. Tomorrow's gonna be horrible for you. And I spoke to the new landlady, and she told me I'm a bit worried. Yeah. Like, no, please. <laughs> she told me the couple that lives there now they had like a meltdown or something, and they haven't even packed yet. Wait, what? So like, the place you're moving into, the new place you're moving into, yeah. The couple that are already there at the moment had a bit of an argument or whatever, so yeah. they haven't actually done anything to move out yet yeah exactly fuck me Vlad that's insane <laughs> so that's where I am right now and so tomorrow I need to move in between 8 and 8 a.m. and 12 tomorrow but if they're still there you can't do it oh shit because they'll probably just they can squat the place I guess yeah you can't kick them out right no law. and I can't stay at this place here I'll have to squat at this place <laughs> Or just go on the street. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm going to have to grab my stuff, buy a one-way ticket yeah. to back home. Yeah. And stay there for an indeterminate... Or you can, or you can do what um, Ashley Gordon did and try and stay above the room of one of the comedy clubs that we buy at. Yeah? Yeah, he did that in um, he did that in South Kensington. Yeah? To be fair, he does run the night. But, like, yeah. you run the night, don't you, as well? So yeah. You can... But where am I going to put the stuff? In storage. storage. Storage, yeah. That's expensive though, how much? Yeah, Ten fuck. pounds per week or something. Fuck that, that's insane. That's, I have no idea. Hey, Black. Well, I, anyway, yeah. let's let's think positively. They're going to move out. Yeah, that's oh, it. We're going to have out. a home yeah. to go to in the next couple of days, and everything's going to be perfectly fine. Excellent. This should be on the podcast. Then. It is on the podcast. Oh. I'm recording right now. <laughs> I don't even know. That's the best thing about Just this. Just trashing my yeah. landlady. Uh, we can edit it. I can edit that's it out. Okay. No, no, no. Don't edit it out. Oh, you want it? No, no, no. Okay, fuck She's it. a twat. You know? She's a twat. <laughs> I love, I fucking love that word. Like, no yeah. one uses that word enough. People say right. cunt enough, but like, they don't say... Yeah, they don't twat. say twat. And is twat, is twat like a soft version of yes. like cunt? Yes, it is. Okay. It is. It's supposed to be, but I think that that's, to me, that's yeah. like got a lot more power in the way people say it. Yeah. So, like, you've got a T at the very beginning and a T at the end. Yeah. So you kind of spit when you say twat. Yeah. Like, I love it, and it's so, like, compact. It's such a compact. Yeah. You twat. You twat. twat. You've got that... Nice little W in there. What? 
exactly like yeah. you can have so you can like it's a yeah it's a linguist i think it's a linguist perfect swear word yeah because of just how it sounds and all that kind of stuff what you can say so many words you so so many different ways as well like you yeah. say twat twat yeah Okay, there's only two ways you can say it, but like, fucking hell. Yeah, you can use it as a positive thing as well. Yeah. But I mean, we're like between friends, like, yeah. ah, you twat. Like, you can say, but then, yeah, you can say cunt, like, cunt is also a term of endearment as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. It's true. It's kind of weird. I met someone a few months ago, a comedian, and she said that she wasn't ever offended, she's never been offended by the word cunt, right? Yeah. But she's always offended by the word bitch. And I'm just like, really? Yeah. But cunt is a stronger word. Oh, it's a much stronger word, exactly. Yeah, because cunt, you know, it's it's the cunt. Yeah. So that's the that's the insult. It's a derogatory term for a woman. Yeah. But then yeah. I guess female dog and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. again, like. Yeah. Well, just, I think in Britain, I think more in the states than in yeah. Britain, because I think in Britain, you don't just. It, I don't think it's it, it's meant as a. I mean, that's where it comes from, yeah. come derogatory term for like the female dog or whatever, but yeah. I think people use it. Meaning bitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they use it for like, they they don't actually refer to the original meaning, They're like you oh. can call anybody a cunt. Yeah, exactly. Anybody's a cunt. It's true. If they're just like my landlady, fucking cunt. <laughs> so there was that, and then I went to, so I had to move to my uncle's place, he lives in Hackney, and I was there for a week, and, but he's a weird uncle. <laughs> It's not like a normal uncle. You know, he's one of those people that believe that if you play Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven backwards, you can actually find messages of the Satan in it. And he's like, oh yeah, you can you can stay at my place for five days. Hundred pounds. Hundred pounds? Yeah, okay. so that's, that's family for you. Oh yeah, of course it so is. So I had to choose between the crazy landlady and, and a weird uncle. uncle. But you can probably learn something more from the weird uncle. You can probably learn from the weird uncle more than you can learn from the crazy landlady. Yeah, well, what do you mean? Like, with all these crazy theories that he's apparently got about these songs. Yeah. You can probably. right. Yes. Well, he's got a gold tooth. And I asked him (laughs) once. I asked him where you get it from, and he just smiled and he said, Good times. Good times. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that That's mean? That's heroin, <laughs> That's man. That is, whatever that is. That is smoking oh, everything. I don't think it's his tooth. I think he, he nicked it from, like, a homeless person or something. Oh, Jesus. I, I, like, I, I strongly believe that. He's what? been in Hackney for, like, 20 years. He was, like... He's been there in the 90s in Hackney. Hackney was rough in the 90s. Actually. Yeah, Hackney was a different yeah. place in the 90s. Yeah. Even now he's like, nah, this place is too soft for me. I'm like, what do you mean too soft? People just want to have a fucking normal life. What have you been fucking doing? He's been rubbing homeless people's teeth, obviously. Yeah. So he's he's an interesting guy. He's a, he, he likes to he likes to keep things to himself. I guess he's a bit British in that respect. Yeah. Where's he from? Is he from? Yeah, Moldova? from from. From the same country, Macedonia. Macedonia. Yeah, yes. Mas- well now North Macedonia. North Macedonia. Because fuck the Greeks, that's exactly. why. Exactly. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not get politically incorrect. No. Greeks are fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> they're fine when they're not cunts. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, I don't think everyone's fine when they're I not cunts. Yeah, yeah. And I think also we we kind of was established this brotherhood, Macedonians yeah. and Greeks. Yeah. Because now we're both like nations that are completely unemployed. Yeah, so, that's true. So we have some good blood between us. Speaking of unemployment, uh, yeah. 
How did you get into comedy? <laughs> well, actually, I was uh, I was studying in Malta. I was nice. in Malta, and I was I was doing this acting course. And a friend who was an actor, he needed a fill in a five minute spot. Yeah. And he was like, Vlad, can you do it? I was like, fuck no, I'm not doing stand up. I'm terrified. He's like, please, please, can you do it? You can do whatever you want. And I remember it was at Hard Rock Cafe. It was next to the harbor. Well, in Malta? Yeah, in Malta. And it was just these bunch of like tourists, because they used to come on like the big yachts, they do a Mediterranean cruise. And they were just eating, just a table of 20 people, that's all it was, just eating, they had no idea there was stand-up there. No fucking, it was just random people. I loved people. those rooms. Right? So half the room, I have, they have their backs to me. Nice. And, I'm, and I just took the microphone, I'm like, wow, I'm just gonna go into their faces oh, and shit. roast them. So I literally, I got off the stage, because the table was far away, there was no point. I got with the mic and I went there and I just did the show in front of them. Nice. And they loved it because I just roasted the right people, I guess. So you didn't um, have any written material or anything like that? Nothing. I had zero material. It was all riffing. And I riffed. I was supposed to do five minutes. I did like 15 minutes. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. This is fucking awesome. I can do this for the rest of my life. You know, that kind of. And how long, ago, how long ago was that? Well, that was 2017, so I oh, guess shit. two years two down years? the road, yeah. One shit. year one year and a half in London, and then six months in Malta. Obviously, Malta is, is very limited. Yeah. Uh, there's not really an open mic scene, but I did a lot of private gigs, and I used to get paid good money for that. Shit. So every, like, they used to call me to, like, house parties, and I loved it because it was so raw. There was no stage, sometimes even no mic. I would just go to the house party and they would just have like a, a little box oh, from box. like a beer crate. Oh shit. Yeah, and just like stand on that in the middle of the room and there's like 50 drunk people and you just fucking... So how did you get, how did you get booked to the house parties? How so did... it's just two friends, you know, word of mouth and people were like... Because after I did a show at Hard Rock, like I filmed it, but it was, I was just taking the piss, man. I yeah. And then I posted on Facebook and then somebody saw it. It's like, hey, there's a party next Saturday. Do you want to do a show there? And then once that started, I got into this group of like five or six comics who were like doing all these private gigs for like weddings and bachelor parties. Oh, shit. And then I got into that type of system and I made loads of money, which was fun. And also most of it, I had no set. It was purely relying on going there, maybe doing two minutes about introducing myself. And then everything else was just people telling me, giving me information on people yeah. they wanted to get roast. Yeah. So just taking that info and just roasting people. Sweet. Yeah. That so, was fun. So yeah. what was the hardest audience for you to do? Like, um, or the corporate Ooh. ones you did? Uh, Yeah, it wasn't a corporate one. It was for a wedding. Of course. And oh, it shit. was for uh, the engagement party of the mayor and his boyfriend of the mayor of one town and his boyfriend and his boyfriend that's going to be okay tell yeah. me more and, tell me and more so i was hired by his boyfriend and he gave me all the info on him to kind of just roast him and i got there and it was in this large but it was in the like, south of malta and south of malta is like super religious oh god like hardcore religious so you having a gay wedding in yeah. the most yeah, hardcore yeah, 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 religious yeah, yeah, part yeah, yeah, of the country yeah, 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 yeah. nice that's, 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 it. that's it and everything is taboo like you can't talk about sex you can't talk about you know you can't even mention like marijuana or anything like that so 
So anything that's remotely controversial. So it was literally me bombing for the first 10 minutes because I was just saying all this stuff. It, they were just afraid to laugh. Yeah. So it was like, oh my God, what is he saying? This is against the will of Jesus. Yeah. And all that kind of thing. And then luckily in my next 10 minutes, I had written this poem yeah. where I just roast him. Nice. And the poem worked wonders. So I That's ended good. up on a high. But otherwise, it was the first 10 minutes were really weird. Like there was people, one, one guy was doing the, the cross, you know, he was yeah. like, oh my God, you know. God bless this child. You that's know. weird they be doing that at a gay yeah. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's, isn't that, that's even, that's the comedy in itself. Yeah. Man, is that yeah, politically they're liberal, but religiously they're super conservative. Yeah. And so like, how the fuck did this happen? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's kind of, I do think that that's kind of weird how yeah. certain places in, um, in certain countries yeah. have these ultra super like not exactly conservative but they have this is my belief yeah. and I'm not I don't care what the rest of the world is saying yeah. this is what I believe and this is the right way to do things and yeah. nothing's going to change my mind yeah yeah that's so strange but what do you think about like I think there's a contrast because I was when I talk about religion here yeah. I feel sometimes people don't want to talk about religion here I don't know why uh, I think it depends on the religion that you talk about yeah um, I think people are scared to offend certain people. Right. Yeah, and from, different, from certain religions. So yeah, because they don't want to come. people are afraid to come across as non-politically correct. Yeah. And people are scared of coming. Well, has been seen as. Rate has been seen as racist or whatever else. Yeah. And well, I don't think like racist would be the right word, but I guess like whatever. Yeah. Or. Um, also bigoted I mean that's what yeah, I want to come yeah. across as bigoted yeah because the idea I go from is I talk I, I talk a little bit about religion but I'm literally taking the piss yeah. out of all religions and my position is that well if you're gonna if we live in a democracy right then you have the freedom if you have the freedom to take the piss out of Jesus then you should be able to take the piss out of Islam and Buddhism and all if you want to if that's where you want to go and I think there shouldn't be like they shouldn't impose there shouldn't be any imposition but obviously uh, even if it's a politically sensitive time because they say oh well now it's a politically sensitive yeah man but there was like German comics doing comedy shows in 1952 taking the piss of the Nazis and taking the piss of the communists I mean this is a politically sensitive time back then it was like it just after the war like people would still there were war prisoners and whatnot and people were still taking the piss because that's the point of comedy is to kind of show the message through humor right to yeah, the attention so i'm not gonna stand there on stage and play the be the status quo guy yeah where i'm it. not gonna say what's on my mind i'm not yeah. saying to provoke but i'm no. saying well, if I'm going down the line of religion, then everybody's going to get a turn in it. You know? uh, to paraphrase the great and late Joe Rivers, if we didn't make jokes about 9-11, where the fuck would we be right now? Yeah. Like, I remember, so hearing, um, I remember hearing that the, on September 12th, 2000, 2001, yeah. she went on stage and made jokes about 9-11. Yeah, on September 12th? Yes, on September 12th. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. No, no, too soon. Because comedy is what gets us through things. Man. Yeah, if we, exactly. If we, part of the thing is we've got to do it in a certain way. Yeah. Which isn't sort of... Well, we've got to make sure that we're not 
bullying other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's fine to talk about other things, but there's a way we do it which doesn't make us come across like complete arseholes. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I'm saying, well, you know, like let's say, for example, you take a comic like Jimmy Carr, whose style yeah. is to roast. Yeah. So if he roasts everybody, then that's fine. That's his style. Yeah, that's it. You know, you might think he's an asshole, but that, that, that's also, I mean, he talks about fucking dark stuff as well. Yeah. You know? So, but I think you're right. I think that would be an issue if you just get caught up yeah. on one subject. Yeah. And then you just roast that group that, of people. Yeah, yeah, then, exactly. Then it's a problem. Well, I've seen. People, I've seen uh, open mic comics do it on uh, gay people and Islam and yeah, yeah it's just not a yeah. good thing to do. Obviously, there's yeah. things in those groups that you can take the piss out of. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily agree with everything that they do. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't. You can't. You just can't. I'm trying to find the fucking words. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just can't. You can't yeah, once that becomes your focus, then it's a problem because you're coming out as a Nazi. You know? That's it. If you if you're gonna make jokes about gay people, then make jokes about straight people too. That's it. You know, put everybody in the same bracket. That's put it. Put everybody in there. Do you and think- also be sensitive with how you you know because I mean it depends on what you what your beliefs are. You yeah. Because I you know if I was to make a joke, any joke about let's say now that we mentioned gay people, first of all I know that. This is the people, weekend. Yeah, this, people. This is the weekend to do it. To be fair, as well. <laughs> yeah, this is the weekend to do it. Yeah, yeah. But, we're gonna but, do any gay joke now. Do it. Do it on Pride weekend, man. No, because you know, come from the belief that you know you don't you don't choose to be gay. You know, you were no. born. So, if obviously, it's a dick joke if you make a joke about that. Yeah. That's a dick move. But maybe some little other details, intricacies. Yeah, you can play around with that. You can play around with straight people. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Actually, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, but my, I have a sort of a different belief. I, obviously, I do believe that some people can be. Uh, I yeah. do believe that cat is, in a lot of cases, you are born this way. That's how you're wired. Yeah. But also, I am not. I'm not going to say that you can't. Learn, it can't be a learned behavior as well. Yeah. Yeah, like, I can. The nature and nurture. I think the nature and nurture debate is quite an interesting one. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you can have experiences in your childhood which propel you from one sexuality yeah. to another to another one because they've been so traumatic. Yeah. And then you move to the other side of the spectrum, which I think it is. I do think it is a spectrum. Yeah. And welcome to our TED talk. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Nature versus nurture, yeah, yeah, it's the right weekend to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think, how do you think um, the open mic plan, well, fuck the open mic plan, actually, <laughs> the, the comedy circuit in London, what do you, yeah. what kind of stage do you think it's at now? Do you think it's moving in a positive direction? Do you think it's... Yeah. Ooh, man, uh, it's, it's, it's a headache, the open <laughs> mic circuit is a fucking headache man yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why it sometimes it feels very claustrophobic it feels yeah. like there's only those seven or eight good places where you can gig uh a lot of comics well a lot of them are not comics they just come and go people come and go which is fine it's an open yeah. mic but then a lot of them come in and they cop- copy paste material from other comics and you hear that a lot around the circuit well I actually I don't know if you but I've heard it a few times really? or yeah or just the, the the themes become the same you know yeah so like everyone Brexit, talks about Brexit, Tinder Trump. Brexit and this 
and that's so and sometimes it feels like you know if you're a working comic who's aspiring to become a professional yeah you have to like uh, you know how do they say grind your teeth at the you yeah. know, break your teeth at the yeah, circuit or whatever it, to get to that level um, but also it, 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 it it's a goal in itself for a while let's say the first 100 gigs let's say yeah. the first 100 but after that if, if you need to you need to start moving a bit yeah. further on because otherwise then you just get stuck in like doing five minutes like five uh, if you do a hundred gigs at an open mic you're still doing five that's fine yeah but you're gonna get tired eventually of the same Fuck five yeah. and you're yeah. gonna get tired of the same people in the same places yeah. and then uh, there's a lot of opportunities outside of London where yeah. people pay for your travels and they give yeah. you a little something and they give you 10 or 15 minutes yeah you know and it's a breath of fresh air and they actually have an audience because yeah. in london try and get a fucking audience man it's yeah, like it. it's a city of 10 million and you have like five people in the audience yeah it's 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 possibly the worst industry to work in <laughs> possibly the worst industry to, and the risk factor remains high throughout your career you can be you can be Ricky Gervais and your show can still like bomb of course like there's no guarantee whatsoever you know if you're a good actor then you're gonna just stick around with good directors you have good script writers you're always gonna remain good you know even if the movie shit you can always say well the acting was good yeah but with right. comedy that's it you wrote it it's all yours if you bomb it's on you it's man. on you yeah yeah I fucking love that is such a great fucking answer man yeah. to be honest yeah. um, I think I completely agree with you on the London situation the London circuit thing because whilst yeah. you can find your rooms that you can grow and develop in it can get you can get you can get what I like to call London funny yeah right where you are funny within London however what you've got doesn't translate to other parts of the country yeah it's true so that's why you've got to go out and explore different comedy circuits man like I've recently I've, I've only done it twice yeah I've done it in Nottingham and Manchester Nottingham I completely died on my ass yeah because I was just completely I was prepared yeah. but I was London funny at that point very yeah. much London funny and then I learned from that experience I didn't fucking I just fuck it I fell off the stage in Nottingham <laughs> how did you fall off the stage? I was uh, I miscalculated my steps and uh, I was well, on the way out? no no no, no. I was, on the way in? yeah oh I, actually my in God. actually during the 10 minute set right? during the set? yes so I miscalculated oh. my steps <laughs> and I was walking around the stage and I was looking at the audience and then tripped fell off didn't fall on my face and yeah. I jumped right back on but it was enough for two of the critics in there to notice yeah so I got two, my first two reviews have been terrible yeah but oh my god man you had critics there as yeah, well yeah yeah um, but I learned from it and so when I went to Manchester like a month later yeah I did 10 minutes again and didn't I wouldn't say I killed, but I did a lot better than I had because yeah. I had learned from that experience. And I tried to do a London joke about the um, the protests, the environment protests. Yeah. Died on his fucking ass, man. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's never going to travel outside of London. Fantastic. Great. Moving on. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Again, and then brought it back up. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah some things are always because london is like a bubble in itself you oh, know? It's, right. it's yes. like it's got its own mentality this city so and some jokes i think also if you work outside of london as a comic then you would come to london and people would be like what yeah. You know, the same way. Because I watched, I went to, well, uh, let me give you an example. I went to see uh, Dylan Moran live nice. with Yeah, in Hammersmith, Apollo Hammersmith. And uh, 5,000 seats, man. Yeah. Or was it 3,600? Whatever. It was packed. It yeah. was full. And, but he, I mean, he doesn't live in London, I think. No, he's, an, he's Ireland. He's Irish. Yeah, yeah. And he did these jokes, and there was like, two or three jokes that just completely bombed yeah I'm like wow you know it's like it, it can happen to big comics of course. as well and it, it bombed because it was London yeah not because the joke wasn't good it was just I mean he did one joke about Theresa May and Theresa May gets a lot of sympathy here in London yeah. but I think out, outside of London people just take the piss I don't know, think she gets know. a lot of sympathy no no it, it depends on the parts of London you go to yeah but I think that the people who, uh, from my experience, yeah. even people who support her, yeah. don't want to say that they support her because they know they're going to get ridiculed. Yeah, well, okay, politically, yeah, yeah, but I mean as a person. As a person, yeah. he kind of took the piss of her as a person and Londoners were like, oh, you're being judgy and nobody laughed. <laughs> you know how Londoners are, they're like, eh. Can't say that. They do exactly that, that and they say that in that exact accent as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the that's the accent of London. Of all the London people is like sounding like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) He was born in Russia. (laughs) And welcome to our second part of our TED Talk. Yes, fucking up. So what's been the do you know so how long ago did you actually move over here to London? Well, I came here to steal jobs in... Uh, nice. <laughs> no, I came in November 2017, in November. Yeah. Uh, it was... Honestly, I never planned of coming here. <laughs> let's let's put it this way. I've never been, like, kind of in, in tune with, with... I'm very... I'm very Americanized, actually. Yeah. As a person, and uh, watching TV, and even stand-up. All my ideas and... and, and, and uh, aspirations for doing stand-up came from American stand-up so I never actually planned on and, and I used to watch you know English shows and yeah. that upper middle class British humor I'm like yeah. I don't get it I don't yeah. get it what's yeah. what's so funny about this what's so funny you know it sounded just too niche well American it was feels like it's a bit more yeah it's international well, because with American TV they're producing it for the world right yeah exactly however yeah. for um, British TV. Yeah. We initially yeah. were just doing it for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly. why a lot of the humour doesn't always translate to the Americans, to, the, to like Europeans, and, and yeah. everyone else. However, yeah. the Americans are now almost fascinated by our types of humour, yeah. which is why they're taking our shows yeah. and remaking them for American audiences. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That well, you know, I think UK has always had something to offer on the table artistically even like Game of Thrones then. Yeah. and everything gets exported to America because I mean they're a fucking economic powerhouse yes they are but uh, back to the point came in November 2017 uh, my girlfriend she's an actress so we were like right I'm gonna start my comedy you do your acting and, and we'll start doing stuff and I joined the open mic circuit and I'm like fuck <laughs> this is depressing as fuck um no, because 
no i loved every minute of being on stage but just uh i i think you you, you burn out after a while yeah you know just traveling bringing people and all yeah. this uh, to to be fair I, I can't complain now because you know i'm doing a bit you know mostly middle spots i'm doing open spots for bigger clubs like comedy store glee club and nice backyard comedy and middle spots at camden and you know i go to brighton often i do gigs there i'm going to norwich i went to leicester uh this week so you know things are moving yeah in the direction that i want so you know if if, if you're a new comic it's just something you have to go through yeah and i think also the big gap for me the biggest gap is the language gap not yeah. in the sense of because i think my english is okay for what it is yeah uh, in malta i studied in english as well yeah. and everything it's just all my jokes are written in some sort of this american format because yeah. of my influences and so then i came here and i'm like ah oh, so this is a bit different you, yeah. you know just the way the jokes are formulated yeah it's a bit different and so getting used to that took a while and I still have I still have no clue like when I watch Live at the Apollo I don't understand half of the jokes. To be honest, yeah. I don't watch Live at the Apollo uh, anymore. Yeah. Because I was trying to integrate. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? How is this funny? What? Is the punchline avocado? Is what? that funny? What I don't understand is that all those comedians on the BBC they're all different yeah. people. Yeah. Yet they've somehow got all yeah. the exact same views and opinions and the exact same yeah. subject. How is uh, that I possible? Haven't, I haven't I haven't noticed that. I haven't. I think they're a bit different from each other like I don't know like when I put together maybe well I've watched uh, Omid Jalili uh, yeah. there's Sarah Pasco uh, I think they have I don't think they have similar views I think they I'm, have talking about, I'm talking about political views all right yeah well yeah obviously uh, it's you know a big platform like BBC will have yeah. its own political agenda yes and um, I mean that's just but that's anywhere in the world man you go yeah. you can go you go to my country you come to Macedonia yeah uh, you know the national TV channel well I mean Macedonia is mostly right-wing yeah so conservative as a society so like if you go to the channel equivalent to BBC in Macedonia they'll probably uh, like you if you're more conservative and they'll yeah. give you a platform to talk to okay so it's unfortunately it's not just it's not purely just about talent no it's, it's about what you say and the attitudes you hold exactly right. and and sometimes that's wrong because you can go into competitions and you're just doing your set because you think it's funny that's purely the reason but then people or the judges would be like ah well that's you know that doesn't sit right Hands with our flag, political yeah, exactly. views you know so we can't really push you forward which fucking sucks so what's your take on comedy competitions man what's your take on what do you think about it i think it's i think it's good yeah it's 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 definitely good platform to be seen um you get to meet people pros you get to meet people who might pull you in later in this you never know but generally generally i think that you shouldn't take them seriously yeah of course you shouldn't and i'll tell you why because it's literally it's comedy shows are about connecting with the audience at competitions you don't connect with the audience you're there to chase an award it's like the comedy is for you it's not for the audience that's so artificial 
when I go out to do a show, I want to interact with people. Yeah. I want to feel fulfillment after yeah. I finish the show. I don't want to go there uh, and I'm chasing an award which they need. So the audience is there for me. I'm not there for them. You yeah, know what I mean? It's true, yeah. And, and I don't like that. I don't like that because uh, every time I do uh, a comedy show after a competition, I end up feeling uh, empty. Yeah. I don't feel like I've achieved anything. You know what I mean? I just feel like we've all sat down awkwardly in a green room yeah. for one hour sweating yeah. and competing against each other. But a healthy competition is good. Yeah. That's definitely good. I did a competition recently. Uh, and to be honest, when I, um, when I was waiting in the wings, yeah. right, I said to myself, I don't give a shit if I win yeah. this anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to entertain the... 20 foot the 50 or so people that are in the crowd yeah. fuck those three people who are on the who are on the judging panel yeah exactly and I had this I had a voice that was worse than it is now yeah. when I was going on yeah right? yeah yeah so that was and I I I emailed the guy beforehand saying okay this is the walk-on music that I wanted yeah okay and I walked onto the music and when I got on stage the music didn't stop yeah <laughs> so you just burst it into an air yeah, guitar solo. I was, I, was, I, was, um, I was miming rapping to the song, yeah. and so and I was like, cut, cut this, cut this, cut this, cut yeah. this, cut this. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it. I was like, okay, let me talk to you now. Let me talk to you now. But then it kind of worked, I think. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but competitions for me, I was initially really against them because I didn't yeah. want comedy to be like X factorized or got a talent wise but I think they do have a good plan they there there are certain aspects which are definitely pros yeah there's more pros than cons exactly definitely I mean how did you find doing the new comedian award the new the BBC new comedian all right BBC yeah that was in Leicester that was on Wednesday that was pretty good man it was a big crowd they were lovely and even like the, you know the judges were there in the room with us they were chill yeah. I mean yeah like the MC was there and he was like I've done this I never even passed the heats and now I'm seeing it you know who was MC in Lloyd Griffiths Lloyd Griffiths yeah. oh great guy yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he's what, the Welsh guy yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, he's great. he is fucking talented man I didn't know he even sings opera he just yeah. like he did a joke and then he just bursted into like full blown opera like fuck this guy is fucking talented yeah. man so you know i think he he made a really good point he made a really valid point because he was like listen if you don't get through the heat tonight you never know they might call you and say hey can you MC this for us or can you be on the judging panel or can you help us produce it yeah so it's definitely nice to know that i mean these are all professionals they're all older than us maybe 15 20 years older they've got their head in the game yeah and they can see you and they know whether you know these these are the new talents yeah. so get yourself out there as much as you sell and just advertise yourself that's man. it and then the credits will follow yeah, yeah and uh wrapping up our ted talk <laughs> no man um so with that in mind what you're going to edinburgh this year yeah i am how are you <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I just want to go back to my man cave and yeah. cry and touch myself inappropriately. <laughs> to relief. Or appropriate. Or, or appropriate. Or appropriate. Depending yeah. Depending on how, depending on what you think of is appropriate and inappropriate. Well, I like to say inappropriate because that's more like naughty. 
this is gonna feel more horny about myself. It feels more like <laughs> I should not be doing this. <laughs> so so you say touch yourself appropriately, that's okay. But if you touch yourself inappropriately, it's like, ooh, what is he gonna do? <laughs> it's gonna touch his nipple, you know? Okay. So, how have you? First of all, take me through the. What was your um, What was your experience of the process of applying of applying to do the show? Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, here we go. So basically, I applied in January, and uh, I, I applied with a 20-minute show, and I didn't have anybody to split the bill with. I wanted to split an hour, three ways. And they said, well, how about we have this weird 30-minute slot? Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, so I'll with um, PBH or Laughing Horse? With Laughing Horse. Hey, so good, company, Horse. good company. Yeah, and I was a espionage bunker. Okay. And then some stuff happened with the venue. I don't know what. So now I'm at bar 50 in the courtyard. There's going to be like a mark. Okay. And I'm going to be performing there. And I'm actually really looking forward to it because, first of all, it's 30 minutes. So I have just time yeah. to be myself with the audience. Second of all, I've dropped my complete set. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I dropped it and I'm taking like a proper show. Like, I mean, I don't want to just do the jokes. I have like an interactive game with the audience. I have like, I wrote a comedy song as well. Oh, fuck Some comedy out, haiku poems. And then I'm going to do a bit of my set. But it's going to be just different and fun. And I want to forget about my set. And I want to forget about, you know, uh, punch set up, set up, punchline. Yeah. And just improvise a bit and be with the audience man sweet and i can't wait to fucking see it when I'm yeah man like you up there as well yeah yes man for the whole month for the whole month oh, you there for the whole month yeah oh, fucking nice man that's some sacrifices there man. Now, no i'm there midday it's a midday show 11:45 till uh 12 15 first uh, to the 16th of august yeah, yeah. That's good. And they actually rehoused you as well after the espionage, after the things like espionage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They rehoused me, which is fine. I, I don't mind the new venue, you know. And I think it's gonna work well. Yeah, I think it's gonna work well. Is it outside or is it inside? Inside, 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 okay. inside. We're gonna get 30, 40 people in there, which is perfect. I like doing small crowds. And it's free. Yeah, it's it's absolutely well. It's not free. What do you mean? It's a free. Well, well, to be honest, I paid the fee, which was four hundred pounds. Not for you, but like it's free for the audience. To yeah, it's free for the audience. However, not free to get out. Not free to get out. Yeah, yes. we're gonna do a bucket speech at the end. I'm gonna do the communist thing where I'm not gonna let anybody out <laughs> till they give me money. That's it, man. Or donate me a portrait of Stalin. So I remind <laughs> myself of the motherland. <laughs> <laughs> So have you ever been to Edinburgh before? No, this is gonna be my my debut show. Not first like in general. Oh, well, in Edinburgh, yeah, I have, yeah, I have. I used to study in in air as well in Scotland. So came down to Edinburgh a couple of times. It's a nice place. Old town's great. It's a bit expensive, but I went to this place called Oink Oink. Fucking perfect, man. They've got like this. I mean, it's like vegans and vegetarians hate this. I mean, hate this good, place good, good. Okay. because you, there's like a massive window in front of the shop and there's like a pig's head like an actual pig's head sweet yeah yeah and then you just go in and it's just this fresh pork meat oh. and it's only like three quid they give you like a burger with 300 grams of just pork oh. with some haggis 
It's good, man. It's um, I don't know how 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 can I describe. It's like a pate, maybe. It tastes okay. something like a pate. Okay. Yeah. Fuck with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not too bad. I don't know why people are like bashing it so much. It's just haggis, man. It's a bit like um, black pudding, where they where yeah. people think, oh, pig's blood, disgusting, but it's the best for me. Yeah. It's one of the best parts of the of the English breakfast. I haven't tried it, man. I haven't it's, tried black pudding. It's fried pig's blood. Fried pig's blood. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. I'm not trying that. No, I will. Try it one time. <laughs> I can completely see why people don't want to try it. I'm going to bring back that. I'm going to bring that back to my country. They'll be like, oh my god. You use yes. this for shower. You are my king. <laughs> you are salute blood. Bow to the king. Fresh so, pig's blood. Yeah. So. Um, let's get to the meat and veg of what we're here to talk about. Right, um, where, where's the meat and veg of what we're here to talk um, about? A little show Nathan. called the, the Big Bang Theory. Oh, the <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Why, why, did you, why did you mention that show? I hate that show. Man. I hate it. I hate it. It's, I think I, I couldn't get into it, man. I couldn't get into it. It's so geeky. Yeah. It's The costumes are, they're nice, okay? They're, they're nice and but the and it's like it's most of it is just not funny to me i don't know why yeah just i i used to be into it yeah for about four seasons i liked it yeah however i just noticed around about season five yeah that and this is no disrespect to chuck laurie who wrote the show and created it man so i think no of course generally Yeah. Generally, he is a fucking genius. He's yeah. done so many great shows. He's Two and a Half Men, Mike yeah. and Molly. Two and a Half Men, I really yeah. enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mom, he, he's done some great shows. Yeah. But I think that this show just hit fatigue, to be honest. Yeah, and, it became repetitive after yeah. a while. Yeah. And none of it, I'm sorry, but none, like, you can't just have a joke where, you can't just have a joke where they go like, ha, you use Windows, you use Internet Explorer, Firefox is better, ha, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I think first of all because I'm not into the to the whole thing of of, of you know because they make them a bit geeky and everything. Yeah. So I'm not into that. I, I can understand. But what I hate the most is not the actual show, but the people who watch the show and yeah. then claim that they're progressive because they watch the show. How? Like, well, Fuck you! What do you mean? Because the Big Bang Theory, and don't you see? I'm not religious. I'm like, are you using a show to validate your own insecurities? I'm so, I'm sorry, but the yeah. show itself is probably one of the least progressive shows yeah. on TV right yeah. now. Yeah. Right? First, take the character of Howard, yeah. for example. Yeah. One of the first five or so seasons, that dude was a misogynistic prick. Yeah, well, they were yeah. playing on that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, we had to sit, but we were supposed to sympathize with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, oh. how, how can it be the most progressive show, yeah. right, when the only character of color yeah. could, could barely speak to women? Yeah. And could only do so in the first few seasons when he had a drink. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good observation. And also, he's um, the character was called Raj, and he's Indian, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they would use every Indian stereotype against yeah. him. Like, yeah. all my family are very rich. <laughs> <laughs> they were taking the piss out of everything. Yeah, they yeah. were. They yeah. were. They yeah. were taking the piss. But you can't claim that it's. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing that they yeah. did. 
but you can't say that it's the most you can't say that watching that show makes you progressive because yeah. if you look back on everything it doesn't at all yeah well I think what they meant is because uh, there's uh, loads of these places in the US where religion is like you know there's people who believe in the earth is yeah. flat and the yeah. bible and Jesus so I think maybe they meant it in that way but I think like, also taking the piss out I think also taking the piss out of those people yeah makes you non-progressive as well because if you're not like yeah. embracing them yeah. embracing them despite their views yeah then you're not progressive evil that's hard man because i hate a lot of people it's yeah, true progressive. that's why i hang out with you man you're not progressive it's great it's weird not just i'm not progressive but i'm not regressive exactly so I actually am upholding the status quo. Yes! I'm just a dick. Yes! <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm a bit like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah, a bit like him. He's... Just manlier. He's, he's what? <laughs> just manlier. <laughs> Rose! That's not hard though to be Rose. Rose. Yeah, yeah, like, that's not hard at all. He just has no con it's just it just irritates me because he has literally no concept of human of how humans should interact yeah yeah like and he's always that's interesting right. though yeah well i like that about him i like that about him that he's a bit awkward and he's a bit well, su- socially awkward i suppose it's kind of like he's sort of like a robot yeah who has to learn how to become a human being in a way yeah, that's yeah, how he's kind of portrayed yeah he's trying to adapt to all the cultural and social yeah. norms but, but that's what I like about him because then he has no filter when he says things yeah he just says it and as what, it is the one thing I will say the one good thing I will say about the show yeah is that they know that he's different but they don't really they don't mention the fact that he's potentially got a disability yeah. despite the audience knowing like in their head that he's definitely got something wrong with him yeah. they kind of treat him the same as everyone else yeah 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 and he's not even though he thinks he's higher yeah and above everyone he's still treated as one of the as an idiot yeah exactly even though he's the most probably the most intelligent yes. in the group yeah but then he's the most academically intelligent but he's the most idiotic yeah, in like, st- he's not street smart. No, of course yeah. not. That's why he gets himself into stupid, situa- yeah. stupid situations. All the time. Yeah. yeah. So, what I will say about the show is that... It's don't basic- watch it. Yeah, exactly. Don't watch it. Other than don't watch it. Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Actually, I'm not sorry. Write a yeah. better show. <laughs> Come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? Yeah. What I will say is, though, that um, Kaylee Cuoco, who plays the girl next door, yeah. she is. I've watched her since. I've, I grew up watching her on another sitcom, yeah. Ace of the Rules, and she grew into this fine, attractive woman. And she has got great comic timing. Yeah. Right? But some of the lines they give her are fucking terrible, man, honestly. Like, like what? The. I'm trying to think of one now. Yeah. <laughs> um, She's got some cheesy lines. She does. Well, uh, a lot of the times they give. Well, except for Howard, they they give a lot of, and maybe Raj. Yeah. They they give a lot of cheesy lines to to all the others. Yeah. It's they're almost it's almost like they're just building up 
their conversation for what Howard's gonna say or yeah. what gonna say. It's like set up, set up punchline, which yeah. I guess was is what a sitcom has to do. Yeah, for a sitcom, yeah. But it is I think a lot of it is at a detriment to the character development. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately the characters in that show, even though they do develop enough, they, yeah. do, they could have developed them a lot more and they could yeah. have grown a lot more. Yeah. Like um I think it could have taken them a lot long. I think it could take them a lot shorter time for Sheldon to actually grow and get into a relationship. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the the, the it's. I think the problem here is the format. Yeah. Because when you have a sitcom, I mean, even take the classic example like Friends. They have yeah. grown, yeah. but then also they haven't in yeah. the same way, even after seven, eight seasons. Yeah. It's like it's basically fast forward if you can just say one sentence and describe friends it's like well a group of six people end up sleeping all with each other apart from the brother and sister yeah yeah obviously and, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing another game issue game of thrones hey i mean there's another issue i have a big bank here and it is another one of those knockoffs of friends yeah it is literally they all well think about yeah. it they all have a place where they all, all five of them hang out yeah friends it was the um, the coffee shop yeah in big bang theory it's the apartment yeah it's the yeah. apartment yeah so they, all even, they made it even simpler than yeah that. so they all sit down in the apartment um they have they're often on again often on again relationships yeah. with each other yeah howard and penny are basically ross and rachel yeah um I'd probably say that Howard is Joey. Yeah. And Raj, <laughs> and yeah. Raj is. That's a fucked up comparison. Though. Howard is Joey. That's actually sort of a well. He's less of a woman as than Joey is, but yeah. he is the sort of. Stupid. Oh, you mean in terms of the idiot? Yeah, yeah, the idiot yeah, character. Yeah. But uh, then, like Howard has a genius side. Joey doesn't. <laughs> but then Joey's more street smart than Howard is. That's true. Joey yeah. is street smart. Uh, but what we'll say that's good about the show is that it's actually no fuck it. This isn't a good thing about the show. Yeah. It's I don't think really the, the where the Americans will use it to say that it's a progressive show, but it's, but if anything, it makes it less progressive, right? Yeah. They only have one person of color in the cast. Yeah, that's true. It's just Raj, right? Yeah, exactly. And he can barely speak to women, as we said before. Unless which is actually. Uh, what would you say? Well, what's your opinion? Yeah, actually, what's your opinion on that as a mixed race guy? Okay, as a mixed race guy, I think that I think it's, I think it's hard. I think it'd be hard to go back to the sitcoms of the day that I grew up with. Yeah. Because in, back in my day, you had black people, sitcoms with many black people on them, and sitcoms with many white people. Right, right, so they're they, separated. Yeah, yeah, they're very separate, separated, right? And now, I think what they've done is, it's... They're trying to good. mix them they're up. They're trying to mix them up a little bit, and that's good. Yeah. However, my issue is, and I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to work on a bit about this. Yeah. Like, how they think, how people in Hollywood and writers rooms think people of color speak and how they talk. Yeah. Comparison to how they actually think and how they actually speak yeah. and how they actually talk. It's very, very different, and I yeah. think they still haven't quite got that right. 
because even though I grew up in a lot and a very mixed environment, yeah, like I never grew up. My friendship group wasn't always like we had one black friend, one white friend, one Indian friend, one Chinese yeah, friend, yeah, one, yeah, and, course, one yeah. and one gay friend, and one transgender friend. Yeah. And I think that's what sitcoms and shows right now are trying to do, and it's just not reality. Yeah, I think yeah. that's. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree and disagree with you. Go because, for it. Amazing. Because, yeah, because I think like if you, sh- if the reality doesn't match TV, then sometimes TV needs to push reality. Yeah. And vice versa. So I think, like for me, the biggest shock in London is that, you know, it's this diverse place, 21st century London, and people are still divided in groups. Of course. Even by class, you yeah, can see oh, yeah. divided. I mean, look, no, at, look, at, look at where we're recording, man. Yeah. We're recording in fucking Victoria. Yeah. Which is like the mecca for the rich and the yeah. everywhere else. Yeah, and it, it's. I think that's so sad because for me, the idea of, of having that diversity means yeah. people get to mix together. You know, that's I don't it. want. I don't want like white people secluded from black people. You no. know. Because it's fine if you want to learn about your own group and your own movement, for example, you know, because historically uh, every group has gone through its own, like, struggles. Yeah, of course. But I I think now is the time to come together, and I think sometimes sitcoms are a good way of trying to kind of hint on the fact that, hey, guys, we can all just be friends, you know? I think it's also about how they do it, though, because um, they... What they do with these with these characters of different colors and races, they yeah. take the most extreme stereotypes, and yeah, and then expose those. Exactly. So well, like, what they need is they need to invite more diverse people in the writers' room. Exactly. In the first place. Exactly. Get a transgender writer in there. Get a, uh, I mean, uh, get a black writer. Get someone from Asia. Know, right? Exactly. Yeah. To yeah. be able to write and say what those people actually would say. Yeah. Exactly. But. That's a bigger problem. I think that's a bigger problem, especially in America, because the higher ups don't always want to listen to. Don't always want to listen to those voices. Yeah, of course. Well, it's not just that. I think it, it's not about. I think it's more about. I think these are like sharks. These people <laughs> high up are like no seriously like sharks yeah. in terms of they just want money. Of course they do. So for them it's like right, this formula works every time. We're gonna invest money in this and do this. And it's very conservative and it's very yeah. old school and, and they don't want to break any boundaries, yeah. they just want to make money. Um, but luckily there's brave people out there who are like, fuck it, let's, let's do something new. You yeah. know, like, that, and that's why I love the UK, because yeah. UK is on, on the forefront with like Black Mirror. Yeah, you know, that's right. Literally on the forefront of like the new age TV and yeah. the new age concepts. I think TV is a dying format at the moment, to be honest. Uh, I think actually, but, yeah. So TV as it, well, TV as it was, like how we used to view yeah. TV is a dying for, is a dying format. Yeah. Because now we've got so many different places we can do it. Do it on our laptops. Yeah. Do it on, do it on our phones. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to, the T. The, you mean the actual? Yeah, the actual TV. Box. Is like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think like we live in the golden era of TV shows. Yeah. Like, more than movies. Yeah. Because you can't just you. you there's not enough time to say what you want in a film anymore. So, like, considering you just said we live in the golden age of, um, of TV shows, where do you think the traditional sitcom, you know, where there's a studio audience and, then ba- and they're basically doing a play for half an hour, where do you think that sits 
in the modern day do you reckon it can still do you reckon it's still a viable format yeah okay. yeah i reckon it still is it's just um it, it has to be a strong show yeah and obviously with every sitcom it, the theme is kind of universal yeah um so you know something especially after friends if you're going to come out with something it better be good yeah. you can't just make a and then also you know other countries are catching up now because you know obviously other countries are a bit late yeah of economic progress and shit like that so uh like in, if if we do like there was one sitcom in macedonia in the 90s and it was boom it was like it was massive because people were like oh my god sitcom it was what, was like, it? what was it called uh salon harmony salon harmony salon harmony salon harmony what was yeah. it about it was about his family life. It was just uh, two brothers and the kids living in one house. Nice. It was just about family life and jokes and and hijinks that they got up to. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was, and it's also, it's a, you know, I think for comedians who want to get involved in the TV industry, it's it's a very cheap startup. Yeah, it is. You just need two two spaces. Uh, you don't need natural light. You no. control the light, and that's it. You can film. Uh, a whole season in literally a week and a half. Yeah. Because basically, mostly actors just landing lines, yeah. punchlines, and that's it. That's you it. don't have a lot of action, you don't have explosions, yeah. chase scenes. And like, you can literally film a sitcom in your house yeah. nowadays yeah. and just put it online. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's and not. Nobody's going to see it. But. Nobody's going to see it. But, if you <laughs> but go for it. Go for it. Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> Believe in your dreams. No, um, and, I mean, the best thing to do is to find a good producer. Yeah. And you find somebody who's willing to invest in your project. Obviously, don't be shit. Yeah. If you're going to write something, make sure it's good. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so and I'm also, gonna... don't watch Big Bang Theory. No, exactly. Cunts. And on that note, man, that's been good talking to you. <laughs> yeah, it was great, man. Thanks for inviting me Thank on the you. show. So where can that? So where can people see you? Where? Um, so where are you gigging next? Yeah. So my next gig is going to be on next Thursday, which what? is the 11th of July in Birmingham. Yeah. I'm going to uh, be performing at Glee Club. The oh Glee Club shit. In Birmingham. So that's gonna be nice. And then if you don't see me there, I'm gonna do my Edinburgh show at Bar 50 in the courtyard in a mark uh the show is free to come in and definitely not free to get out yeah and it's gonna be starting at 11:45 a.m till 12:15 midday show first to 16th of august hope to see you there guys sweet and where can they find you online online youtube just uh youtube vlad illich yeah if, if you just type in my name instagram same twitter at vlad the comedian and uh, also you can you can follow me up on BBC Radio 4. We'll have a live broadcast in uh, three weeks' time for the BBC New Comedian Award, which falls on the date of, let me tell you, 24th of July. 24th of July. Fuck so it. it should be in the evening, so tune in to BBC Radio 4. In the evening. Okay. Cool. Thanks very much, man. Thank you very much. So yeah, guys, that was Vlad Illich. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did when we actually had it. Um, so yeah, as always, you can catch me on Twitter at your boy Gibbo um, uh, on my website yourboygibbo.com. I'm ready to fucking update that honestly. Instagram gibbogram1, and as promoted before, you can catch myself, Duffy Connors, and Shannon Jahan from the 1st of August to the 25th of August at Dropkick Murphy's Bar 
in Edinburgh as the ticked boxes from 6.45 to 7.45. All right, guys. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Bye.